Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. We want to give a special thanks to everybody who supported us um, with the latest uh, Africa guide that was yeah. released last week. We, we greatly appreciate all the support and uh, the people picking up that guide. If you are currently or thinking about going around the world journey with Build Your Library and Torchlight. Or want to do your own unit study on exactly. one of the African countries. It's yep, a really absolutely. great guide for that. Really great guide for that. Thank you so much for that. Um, speaking of going around the world, Ariel, they all got to listen to our getting you know fit journey they mm-hmm. listen to all these wonderful episodes yeah we, we did this entire month self-care of self-care month care. and everything but they were listening to it <laughs> and they thought we were putting these episodes out in real time but this is really uh, effectively the first time we've been back in the quote-unquote studio in yeah. about two months right. ariel where were we yeah so we spent the entire month of april in ireland and um, we decided to take a a family trip slash kind of work thing and and homeschool and do some world schooling we in Ireland. And uh, so while you guys were all listening to self care and and by the way, we really appreciate all everyone who gave us good feedback on that, and we hope that it was helpful and you liked that kind of deviation from the from the normal, but. Um, today we wanted to recap on our trip, uh, mm-hmm. how we plan to homeschool there. We this I think this is going to be really interesting. R- road schooling with the boozes. Yeah, now that we're in this this post pandemic world where we've yeah. a lot of us have done remote work, it's really opened up the possibilities. Yeah, we're, we're blessed to be able to have that. Yeah, yeah and, sure. and and a lot of people are right. A lot of people are either working remotely full time mm-hmm. or have the ability, like we did. I, I I work a hybrid schedule, so I work two days a week in the uh, at home and three days in the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, you know, it was so great that my my manager was willing to let me do two weeks remotely from Ireland, mm-hmm. and then take two weeks of vacation. So I was able to take a month off instead of having to take a month of vacation days. Because, spoiler alert, I don't have that many vacation days. Um, well, and then they took they, the funny thing is they took advantage of the fact that you were going to be there, right? And you got to do a kind of little intermediate trip to the UK and Liverpool, and do some customer yeah, visits, Liverpool and and Manchester, and that actually worked out really well for the company, and they were actually very happy that you did that because you right. you you know as your your own work is is your work, but um, that worked out really really good, and. Yeah. I, and you know, it's opening up the opportunity to maybe do this more often. Right. So, so, so to give you all some background about like, you know, what, what are we thinking? Um, we interviewed Megan and Daniel Tenney and mm-hmm. Matt will link that in the show notes. It was a great interview about we, we, their... We've now interviewed a couple of road schoolers. We have, yeah. but these were the ones that, that sparked it for it, us. Yeah. And I think the thing is when we think road schoolers, we usually think somebody who's got an RV yeah. and they're traveling around the U.S., which I think sounds really cool. If that's you, I think that sounds awesome. Uh, you know, we want to talk to you um, because I think that's really neat. And it's a really neat concept. And some folks just do it for the summer or some 
people do it all the time. So Megan and Daniel didn't do that. They had like a, like a minivan or something, but they traveled around the U.S. and they stayed in Airbnbs. And then they went overseas and they went through Ireland and England and a bunch of other countries. And again, they kind of like Airbnb'd it. And we were really curious, how how does that, how do you do that? Right? Because Mm -hmm. the lodging is so expensive. And they let us in on this great little secret and it has revolutionized our world, Mm -hmm. which is if you go to Airbnb and you stay for a month, if you stay for 28 days, you can get significant discount pricing on that stay. Mm -hmm. Now, this is up to the host individually. Every host is going to do something different. So you may have one host who's going to give you $300 off of your stay. You could have another one like our host that gave us $1,000 off of our stay Mm -hmm. uh, because we were willing to stay a month and they like to, you know, lock somebody in for that whole time. It's worth it for them. We went on kind of a shoulder season for Mm -hmm. them. It's not the peak, which I highly, we highly recommend doing that. That (laughs) was really great. Um, The weather was still pretty good and we got better pricing and less crowds. The The weather was better there um you know ireland and pacific northwest especially in seattle uh, vancouver region can tend to have very similar weather patterns a very mar- maritime climate very cold and, and very rainy mm-hmm. it turned out to be actually nicer there than it was here the whole yeah time. we have some gorgeous pictures we had yeah. so many be- our first day there was like beautiful Gorgia, and sunny gorgeous. and wasn't t-shirt weather it was always kind of windy and a little cool but it was beautiful so after interviewing megan and daniel we did we started to look this up and we were like wow like we could actually do this Uh, so we we looked up and we found that we could get a townhouse in killarney we decided to stay in killarney so this would be in the southwest southwest of of ireland Ireland, now we have never traveled internationally with our children Uh, we we, we, once we did with the we did when our older daughter was a toddler we went to spain for like a week and a half um but that kind of doesn't count. She was just on, she was on board. She was on, she was there for the ride, you know, the, like she was in the baby carrier 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she toddled around. We did have to stop at every park in Barcelona, but yeah, that was fun. Um, we, we haven't done it when they've been older. So this and, was kind of new for us. Both of them. Yeah. With, with two. And, and I how believe do you this was that? the first time we've ever traveled with both of them because yeah. the, the youngest was born, uh, the year before the pandemic. And so she was, fairly young when the yeah, she pandemic, was like six months six or seven months when the pandemic started mm-hmm. and so you know that this is the first time we've actually traveled as one big family and actually the first real vacation we've had since the pandemic yeah so you know when you're gonna start back into it go big <laughs> yeah, go big. Um, <laughs> so yeah so after they told us that we were like oh like i wonder if we could do this yeah and you know just for reference and transparency we were able to get this townhouse in killarney it was a two bed two bath beautiful two, two, townhouse two-story full kitchen living room dining area yeah. I mean, it was really nice the whole thing we'll, in a we'll, we'll go we'll make sure to uh we'll link it because we'll it was link, really nice yeah we'll link it down below it but really we got beautiful. it for like 2300 bucks for 28 days it was amazing it was an amazing deal and it was in a one like a prime choice location too we could have stayed cheaper but it was in a great location and you're really tall yeah. and we needed a king size bed so yep. <laughs> which is a hard thing to find in well, europe just bring her on <laughs> so so anyways like we were like wow we could like that's not that much money to stay for 4 weeks someplace it's yeah, amazing and that made the whole thing more monetarily viable right mm-hmm. obviously your your airfares you know one cost that you've got but the lodging is huge. We almost paid as much for the rental car as we paid was, to stay. It was amazing how expensive the rental cars are. It's so amazing. that's kind of what got us interested in this. We interviewed them and we started thinking like, hmm, I wonder where we could go. And if we could go for this length of time, could we maybe like align this with our homeschooling year 
in in future years, if we're going to do ancient civilizations, could we go to Greece? Mm-hmm. If we're going to be studying the Renaissance, could we go to Italy? Mm-hmm. Like we were starting to think about, you know, next time we do dinosaurs, maybe we do some time in the Western U.S. and go yeah. see some dinosaur bones and yeah, Utah and national the parks and, all, and, and Montana and see if we can see something. Right. So we kind of started to it opened our eyes about like, wow, maybe we could travel this way. And one of the things for us is about, you know, when you travel with kids, especially, I mean, obviously it's hard for anyone to acclimate to new time zones. It's eight hours difference in Ireland. And we were, you know, acutely aware of the fact that when we did go to Spain, even though our daughter was just along for the ride, mm-hmm. that first two two nights was really bad. It was, it was, a, it, it took a while for those, her to, those were brutal. to get back on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we, we lost two days at the beginning of a like nine day trip. And that's that's we, kind of we rough. Made the, we made the best of it as as we could, but it did it did cause a little bit of disruption in the evening when they were getting on schedule. And then on top yeah. of that, both of our kids were going to have to share a bed. Um, you know, it was a large bed, it was a queen size bed, mm-hmm. but they had never slept in the same room together. They were going to have to. They, yeah, we, we weren't sure about we, that. We were going to using pillows as a DMZ, <laughs> You know, it was very funny. Like we're, I, you know, I know I was stressing about. It. I'm like, this is not going to go well. Right. But it, you know, it's amazing what you know kids can. They're do. resilient, yeah. but I think that. Knowing that that we'd had that experience in Spain, yeah. we were thinking, gosh, if we're ever going to travel internationally with our kids, you can't just go for a week or two weeks because no. you're going to lose this time. And then you're running. You're trying we, to do as much as you possibly can. Right. We went to we went to Europe before we had our oldest daughter um, as kind of like a pre-kids was, last hurrah. It was the baby moon. Yeah, well, we weren't pregnant yet, but yeah. it was it was our like uh, yeah. last hurrah of being, you know, single, uh, no no kids, you know, yeah. and we can do this um, just us. So we went on this big trip, and it was four weeks, and that was like amazing. But man, by like the third week, we were exhausted. Yeah, because we were moving. A yeah, lot. you're you're trying to see everything. We went to a bunch of countries. Arrow's a project manager, but I, I distinctly remember our giant like two inch binder. That had like everything in sleeves. Okay, here's our next location. Oh yeah. You know, here's our here's the hotel rental. Here's Gosh, the, we had all the here's stuff. the train tickets to go from here to here. And here's we did our, here's trains, the things we got to do. And planes, automobiles. Uh, we, automobiles. Yeah, we rented cars. We you know we just we did it all. We went to like seven countries. It was, it was crazy, and we saw a lot of great things. But it was we were running at this pace, and I knew that if we went. You know, we knew if we went to Europe or anywhere, really, Mm -hmm. and we decided to try to cram everything into 10 days or whatever, that our kids were going to be super cranky because that's just they can't they can't run at those kind of speeds. Um, They're going to they're going to have jet lag. They're going to be cranky. This for the money that you spend for the airfare and all that stuff. Like we just didn't want to regret this. So we thought maybe we'll take a page out of their book. And we'll try to slow this down and we'll we'll see, is this something our family even likes to do? We even get, we get like super sick of each other after <laughs> four <laughs> well, weeks. We well, hate each other. We were looking at it as like, can we go somewhere and not vacation? I mean, we're obviously vacationing, but essentially, can we set down roots for a month and pretend mm-hmm. like we're living here? Yeah. And that was kind of our mentality because the, the people we've interviewed, um, even Michelle Ocean that, mm-hmm. did, you know, we just a couple of weeks, about a week ago. Um, you know, listening to them when they talk about when they when they get to a location, they 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 settle down and mm-hmm. they they like begin to pretend like they're living there. Right. And I really we really tried to take that to heart in this, where we weren't going to be hopping around. And that's where the you know the long term rental at the Airbnb really helped kind of solidify us. Like, okay, we're gonna pitch pick a region of the country, and you know we have a reach because we have a car. 
of, you know, two, two and a half, three hours in a kind of a big arcing circle. And, you know, what can you do from that location? And, you know, you know, what was our plan on our day to day? You know, are we going to travel every single day? Are we going to go see a castle every day? We're going to go do this every single day. Or are we going to have down days where we go into town and we just watch a movie and, you know, walk around town or go to the park? You know, we had to really think about you know, what would what do we do now? on a daily basis and how does that get how do we translate that to mm-hmm. where we're staying and, and what we're doing and how do we find a new normal but that looks a lot similar to what we were doing here and what is topical to you know what the podcast is about and what we what we're really you know all, all what we're here to listen about is like how do we translate our homeschooling there right yeah. how do we bring it there because you know we're in our parent partnership right now we're taking a month off we had a lot of we had a lot of legwork we had to do around that because we were not going to be in class for a certain amount of days. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be, you know, docked and demerited, you know, as homeschoolers, no. like we were going to be, you know, we were going to hit a threshold where they, they, they said, okay, we need to do something special. And that was like, you know, a, a zoom call every, th- you know, for 30 minutes once a week. I think that was the mitigation. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it was not, it was not hard at all with our no, parent partnership. They were super supportive. They said, yeah, can you do a phone call? And we decided on zoom cause it's a little more personal. Our daughter being only first yeah. grade, yeah. it's easier for her to do video. Um, so once a week we had this 30 minute call with her teacher easy do, was yeah. easy. It met all our requirements. We didn't have any homework or things we had to bring oh, no. with us. It, they were incredibly supportive. Yeah, every one of their classes, we, we, you know, she has seven classes. So we clarified with them, you know, before we left with each teacher, with each teacher and said, Hey, what, what do you want us to do? They're like, uh, have fun, go, go yeah. enjoy yourself. The sewing teacher's like, sew something. If you get, if you find some fabric, the, yeah. the painting teacher was like, draw or paint something. If you feel inspired, you know, <laughs> I mean, they all were just very, very supportive. Yeah, it was super easy. It, it was kind of funny because we were stressing about it more than, than it actually ended up being where right. they were, they were like, Oh, go have fun. This is your homeschooling. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> so, so I, I think to to kind of help set the framework, yeah. like let's talk about why we chose Ireland. Like you could go anywhere, and yeah. why did we choose to go foreign, and why did we choose to go to Ireland, and and what our thinking was behind well, that. I think from the first point is it's actually one of the shortest international places we can go to. Um, that's not like Canada, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Like, like Canada is just north of us, and, and you know. While we love our Canadian brothers and sisters north of us, it's not, we don't treat that as like international. That's not, it's going, not different enough from, it's not different enough. Us, so, yeah. So for us here. flying from Seattle, the quickest way that we could get to somewhere that, you know, kind of interests us was okay, we got to go to Europe. And Ireland was that first touch and English, pro- predominantly English speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have Gaelic is uh, like kind of the second language and there's Gaelic on all the signs and we heard people speaking Gaelic, predominantly uh, English speaking. So if our daughters had to engage with somebody, they could mm-hmm. speak to them. So that was cool. Right. Um, also, it was a place that you and I have never been to. Right. That was, I think, very important. Um, I think the e- English speaking was important for our first, you know, our kids have never traveled before, never. like we, we talked about. Um, I, I wanted them to potentially engage with, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but like with kids potentially mm-hmm. and with adults you know mm-hmm. if they go into a store and they want to buy something or whatever they right. can ask a question and or if we go on a tour mm-hmm. through a castle or something of that nature i want them to understand the person that they're talking to or listening from and you know 
going to an English speaking country was, was an easy pick. Yeah, it's true. You know, our kids are seven and a half and almost four. Yeah. So we felt like we didn't really want to go someplace where there was going to be a language barrier no. for this first trip. We chose to go international because we were, as I think everyone, we were just itching to do something different after COVID. Yeah, once we decided on it, it, it was really fast. Like it's very funny because that's how a lot of times that's how we yeah, act. Like, we like deliberate, deliberate. And then we decide and, and it's like, we boom. Decide, boom. And it's like, everything is falling in place, but. And yeah. it, so the other thing is for having young children. So we want to go someplace foreign. Yep. Um, we 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 have young kiddos. We the, have some heritage in Ireland. As we have well. we have some family heritage. Yep, we're we're super pasty uh, mm-hmm. European <laughs> heritage. Wait, both it's of us. more on, the, on on your side. I'm more of the uh, you too. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, you you as well. So we yeah. we both have Irish heritage. Um, so one of the things about Ireland that really drew us mm-hmm. was that it. It required very little of our kids. And mm. and what I say when when I say that's like let's say we went to Italy and we were gonna go to like Florence or something. <sighs> we're there, you know, which we've been to Florence, it was wonderful. Um we, we, just ourselves. Yeah, just you know, ourselves. we're we're there to see sculptures, we're there to look at artwork, Art. we're there to appreciate architecture and and that ask and, and and go to museums and stuff like that. And that asks a lot of your kids. Especially a four year old. Right. It asks a lot of like, your kids. I think I think the older one would be fine with it. She would be good. She, she might get a little bored after a while, but I think she'd go. She'd go with it. It's, she 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 could go with the stories, the, right? It's, it's the firecracker, right? The little one. The little you know, one. our older daughter definitely could get into hearing the stories about the different people yeah. who made the art and who built the buildings and you know all that stuff. Like yeah. she'd be fine. But you're right. Our our, our younger daughter's almost four, and I, we wanted something that just didn't ask a whole lot of her because it would be unrealistic for us to have this expectation that no. we could go and do museums and stuff no. with her. <laughs> no. It's just and and we did. We tried. We and, did a couple and museums. We are very happy. We didn't do that as the main thrust right we only did it a couple of times it was very difficult to do yeah, um we didn't get it you know it was worth it but still it was it was a little it was a little challenging so the thing about ireland is uh, a lot of the stuff is outside mm-hmm. right you're gonna go see castles and ruins ah, of castles and yeah. ruins of abbeys and you're gonna see yeah. beautiful beaches and there's going to be hills to run around and play and you know standing stones to go see and stuff like that it's just it's very it's it's, it's like a giant park right it's very exploratory Mm -hmm. so you can kind of like let them run and they can go and and they're not really going to hurt anything they don't have to be quiet (laughs) so we we really wanted to choose that and the other thing that we that really drew us to ireland obviously we haven't been there and it was kind of on our bucket list of things we wanted to do um was that it was very low key country mm-hmm. as well. It's not going to be super busy. I was a little bit worried about our four year old can tend to be like a flight risk. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we wanted to go someplace that wasn't super busy. I didn't want to worry about her as much um, being around. I wanted everything to be a bit calmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had heard that the Irish were super uh, empathetic about kids. Yeah. They were, they worked, they were really good with Acom- the kids. Accommodating. Yes. Very yes. accommodating. And that was absolutely our experience. Yeah. Uh, everyone that we met, I don't think there was a single Irish person that we met that wasn't very warm and welcoming mm-hmm. and friendly. They loved to chat. Uh, and they were really great with our kids. Yep. So it was just, it was something that we thought like, okay, this is a good start. Mm-hmm. This is a good way to ease ourselves into international travel. And if it doesn't go well, like we're not asking a lot of the kids. Exactly. Uh, we also thought about, you know, our health journey. Like, can we go somewhere where we can do a lot of walking, right. a lot of hiking, a lot of activity? And you know, our kids are okay with that. And 
we we prepared because the, the place we picked is right next to a national park that had a bunch of paved walking trails mm-hmm. that we could go right out of our door right onto a trail and go right into town or go know, to the castle or go to the castle yeah, it, was, it was wonderful ross we castle a, we had a castle right down the road from us which was amazing to be able to just walk to a castle and it was funny it was kind of our our, our tag team evening stroll be like okay i'm going for my walk and you you got the kids yep I'm going down to the castle. Yeah, and, I'd and go then, running to the castle. And then you'd come home and I'd go walking down to the castle. It was really cool. Or we'd go, there's a family at sunset. Yeah. And the, the paths also led us to town, which led was great, and led us to the playground. And, and we, we knew this. And so what we did is we prepared with um, getting scooters for both of our kids. Yeah, we got Razor yeah, scooters razor for scooters both kids. For them as well. So really helped to uh, facilitate our walking, our desire to walk. Like that's something that we would like to do um, when we like to go you know, traveling is, mm-hmm. is we call them walkcations where we like <laughs> yeah. to go on trails and, and go walking, not hiking as much, but just walking Yeah, just so that we could have a lot of time that's not in front of computers, not in front of phones. Mm-hmm. And we talk and we talk all the time. And so that's a, another big choice that we had um, with respect to, you know, why we chose Ireland and why we chose this area is that there was a lot of walking available right. and the kids could, you know, go scooting and just untethered scooting ahead of us we didn't have to worry about them on a road mm-hmm. or anything like that so that was another big concern that we we tried to to gear something towards you know what would be entertaining for them but also give us the time to have a little bit of downtime and relaxing time and being able to you know communicate between each other and everything yeah yeah we we prepared the, you know the kids obviously can't walk the uh, distances that we would want to walk so we felt like the razor scooters were a great yeah. way that we could get the distance we needed because of course we wanted to eat and drink you know <laughs> differently than we would at home yeah. so we wanted those extra steps because we we really wanted to feel good about ourselves and 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 that was the best part actually of the trip yeah. because it that was in Killarney National Park and it was so gorgeous there that mm. it was it was such a relaxing experience it and was. the razor scooters were perfect you know yep. they fold up so we just put them in our suitcase packed them in our checked bag threw the helmets in the car seat bag yep. and uh, <laughs> you know it worked out really well for us to take those with us they were yeah. totally a necessity on this trip it, it became almost a, a hard requirement like I'm, I'm so happy we brought them otherwise it would have been really frustrating like they would yeah. have, we would have been asking them to walk a lot farther than they would normally and they would have been complaining a lot there's no way that our little one could walk the yeah. it was about a 15 minute walk into town or to about the a playground mile, mile and a half to a playground yeah right and you know our our kids would scooter all the way there and it was really really great so that worked out terrifically uh, we, for we us. prepped them for that too we, we, we did we, we prepped for like two months we got we our little one yeah we did a lot of training when we started we got the razor scooter both of the scooters our older daughter like took to it immediately she was like this is great this is awesome and our younger daughter was not like she couldn't do it she kept complaining about it didn't want to scoot and so we had to just kind of work through that so that she could get good enough to use it but now she's just as fast as her older sister so before we left we worked really hard to get her to the point where she was really good on the razor scooter both girls were great on it they liked it we took them to the skate park they were like totally prepped so that when we went there they were like oh yeah scooters and it was funny when we came home i we thought they'd be sick of the scooters but they they weren't they're still all about them yeah Yeah, they still love the scooters and the scooters was really really good so uh we highly recommend something like that so and then another reason why we chose ireland is one of our family favorite movies we watch it every single year is the quiet man and that was also shot old romance with john wayne and marino and we watch it every year and um, there was an opportunity. They have the town that they filmed all the outdoor scenes. You know, all the indoor scenes were, you know, in some sound studio in Los Angeles. But all the outdoor scenes in the town, 
uh, was all shot in a little town called Kong, just outside of Ashford Castle. Yeah, and, in uh, County Mayo. In County Mayo, north of, of Galway. And so we we took an opportunity, you know, took a couple of days and we stayed there mm-hmm. before we went to Dublin for a couple of days. Um, so we, we predominantly were in this one section, but we, we took another opportunity to go see this place where, you know, it was a movie that we we adore and we watch it every year. Um, so we had a chance to go and make a pilgrimage to Kong. And it, in yeah. And we're not the only people. Right. It was, <laughs> it's very it was all Americans. All these Americans <laughs> love to go to this little town and, and, and see, you know, where John Wayne and uh, Maureen O'Hara fell in love and everything. So it was really, really cool to, to, to be there. That was another reason why we chose Ireland is to fulfill that as well. Yeah, we were pretty excited about that. So we, we booked 28 days at the Airbnb. We only stayed 26 of them yeah. because we left early. We drove up the, like three and a half hours or so to Kong for two days. And then we went to Dublin and we finished for two in, days. We finished in Dublin. We, we debated yeah. whether or not we wanted to do Dublin on the front end or the back end. But I think it was really smart that, you know, we were able to come in, get rid of the, the car, get into town, stay in town, and then you know, get a, you know, an Uber to the airport or, or the right. taxi to the if, airport. If you, if you, we wanted to have a really, um, a really easy start to the trip because we knew the kids were going to be jet lagged. Their yeah. circadian rhythms were all going to be We didn't want to start up. that in like a really busy city. Yeah. We didn't want to start it in something like we wanted to go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first arrived, we got there. Our, our, our first goal for the very first day, because we, we arrived at like noon, we drove all the way to the townhouse. We got there at 6 p.m. Our first dinner was McDonald's. We oh. had Irish McDonald's. They have curry sauce for their fries. It Pretty was really good. good Pretty good. Yeah. Um, and mozzarella sticks. Anyways, um, we were just like, we need something that the girls are not going to, we didn't need our four-year-old to have to learn some new foods yeah, right. right like that minute when she was so tired. So we went and got Irish McDonald's. It was good. Um, and then the next day we, you know, our, we had the lofty goal of going to the grocery store and going to the playground. And that was it for the whole first day that we were in Ireland. And that was wonderful because that was the kind of days we had so we we had big days where it was like hey today we're gonna go and tour a castle or an abbey or we're gonna go do this event two two castles and and right we're gonna have a big sightseeing day and then the next day we're gonna go see mario at the movie theater because it's gonna be rainy and just peaches peaches peaches. (laughs) you know or one day there was a there's an indoor water park so we went and did that one day and the next day we just hung out home we read books we caught up on homeschool stuff we just didn't really do a whole lot so it the the mix of those high days and down days Yeah, high days and down days i think was a big thing and then and then in the middle you had the gap where um Mr. Matt here achieved his international stay-at-home daddy homeschooly <laughs> badge. Um, that got me to you know I took care of children alone in an international country. So yeah, we didn't when we when we made the plans for the trip. <laughs> I was supposed to work two weeks remotely at the yeah. beginning, and then the last two weeks I was going to be on vacation. vacation yeah. And and the the time change is great because it meant that I was working from like four o'clock in the afternoon to, to, like midnight. to midnight basically yeah. um, every worked, day. And that worked out really nice actually because you would sleep in in the morning and. I would wake up with the kids early and I would get homeschooled on and mm-hmm. we would do all our, you know, our, and we'll get a little bit into, you know, what we brought and what, and what education we tried to focus on. And at that time, but you know, I was able to do the homeschool in the morning. You would wake up then and then we could, you know, do something through, through the most right. of the day, come back just in time for, you know, about half the time our, our kiddo would nap, the youngest would nap and then you would start your day. And then I would go and maybe take them to the park or take them into town or, mm-hmm. or do whatever. Um, 
it, it worked out really nice with your schedule being so shifted into the evening. Right. It actually worked great. I had no problems working. Yeah. But uh, like two weeks before we were about to leave, they said, hey, would you fly to Liverpool for a few days? Yeah, right. And so I said, yeah, okay. So it wasn't really our plan. And it was actually the very end of my working time that I had planned there. Yeah. You drove, you and the girls drove me to the airport. I flew out and I was gone for four nights. And then and then came back. So that was definitely kind of a unique thing we hadn't planned on. We had to kind of roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it all worked out really well. And and I think for us, we we really try to try to seize some of those local opportunities. Um, once we knew where we were going to be, we we looked at the touristy things, but we also looked at what all the like events and things were going on. And then you stumbled upon the girl guides. Yeah. Well, I, I reached out cause we're, our, our daughters are girl scout and yep. I, I know they have girl scouts and a lot of them are called girl guides around the world. And, um, I was like, I'm, I wonder, you know, we're there long enough. Can we like make a meeting? So I did, I emailed, you know, the, the contact info for them and it kind of got through person to person to person until I did finally get a leader right there. And they invited us to their troop meeting. Uh, and we went and I have to say for us, it might've been one of the highlights of the trip for, uh, our yeah. older daughter and I, because, uh, they were so warm and welcoming. They, they, not only did they invite you to one of their meetings, which yeah. was amazing because they had a cake for you and they formally inducted her into their troop. They wrote yeah. to Dublin to get permission to make her an honorary member of their troop. It was amazing. Uh, of the, the girl guys. It was amazing. And then the next day was this regional fun day that they hadn't put on since the beginning of COVID mm-hmm. just so happened to be, that was the day that, that she, you know, she, that was going on. And then they allowed her to attend that as right. well. There was like and 200 was, girl guys. The funny thing? It was all, they have very different uniforms than mm-hmm. we have here with the blue vests and the blue hat or whatever. Um, but it was funny. Somebody had come in, one of the Irish women or, or one, one of the older, older, she, she had done some work in, in, in the, the U S she'd had yeah. some friends or whatever. And she pointed at her daughter cause we had her bring her yeah. uniform so and brought, she was like, who brought the American? <laughs> yeah, like, like, she's like, where'd you guys get an American? <laughs> it wandered like, in on, it was funny. Street. So you have all the girl guides and then our daughter, she made the newspaper. Oh, it, was wild. it was, it was super cool. They were wonderful. Um, but, but this was a great example of like, you know, if you are at home and you're listening to the and you're like that's it we're doing something like this think outside the box with respect to activities and think about things Mm -hmm. that you do in your current day-to-day right um and how they can extend there and this was a great example of that you said hey let's see if i can you know link up with another girl scout trip for and listen it'll be one day one evening and at a minimum that's all it could have been where she goes to one of their meetings they play and Mm -hmm. they, they have a great time and then that was a great experience for her and she met a bunch of you know seven, eight, 10, 12, 13 year old girls from Ireland. Oh my gosh. And they, and, and they all wrote letters. So now oh, yeah. we gave them to our troop. Now we're all going to be pen pals. Yeah, it's kind of like an adopt a troop now. Yeah. We're now like sister troops. Ambassadors. It was, it was amazing. And it was an opportunity to really talk with people. You know, I think that's one yeah. of the big messages too, is, is really talk with people when you get the chance. You know, we yeah. had places where there was the, the guy operating the, the ticket booth at the standing stones and there was nobody there. Yeah. You know, he was just one guy. We paid him. And then we had a picnic lunch, and there was no one around, and so we just went and chatted. And he told us all about the Irish sport he of pulled, hurling. Yeah, he pulled out his hurling bats and the balls and the and helmets the, and the and gave helmets. To the girls, and they were playing with them. And the stuff, girls yeah. got to have a great time. I mm. mean, it was it was something that was totally wasn't planned and it was a highlight and and the girl guides was definitely a highlight with the the warm and welcoming nature the other thing we found out that they were going to have an irish dance competition our daughter does irish dance at her parent but it wasn't just an irish dance competition it was the national world world championship for this you know version of irish step dancing and 
it was right in the same town that we were in. And we could walk there. And we could walk there via back trails, not on the roads. And it was going for the whole time we were there for like, you know, a week or so. And yeah. You were able to attend multiple days of this where you're, you know, our daughter got to see like world champion Irish step dancers. It was amazing. You know, compete, you know, at, at her age level, they were young. They were like teenagers, Um, I think all the way up to like 18, 19, 19 or something. Mm-hmm. That was the cap. It was amazing. And like, what a wonderful opportunity. So it wasn't just thinking about, oh, castles or abbeys That's a touristy or, thing. or museums. This is what are people doing at that, you know, locals doing mm-hmm. during that time? And that was a great example. Another good example is like when we were at the the dance competition, because Irish people are really nice and chatty, that dad who was behind us yeah. started talking to us. And we had a conversation for about, I had a, I was talking with him for about 45 minutes and we were you know, just talking about the country, mm-hmm. where to go. And he was giving us ideas and he said, you look like you're into sports because you're a big guy. Have you tried to go to any of our GAA um, athletic events? Because in Ireland, there's this huge athlete, um, amateur athletic association called the Gaelic Ath- Amateur Athletic Association, I think, or something like that, yeah. GAA. And they have uh, Gaelic football, soccer, hurling, all mm-hmm. the various sports. And these are all amateur sports. And I was like, well, yeah, I had seen all these fields called GAA fields yeah, on like, Google Maps. This? Like, what is this? And he so he started explaining to it. And I got a chance to go see. Um, you got to go see the county championship. Yeah, the county carry um, Gaelic football championship that was happening in the town during that time period. Right, period, and right? you got to walk there. So I got to walk to the stadium and see the it game. It was like normal things. We we went to, they had like a like a indoor soft play area thing that yeah, parents like, would take their kids to on a Saturday. Call, yeah, what we call a jumpy house here in our town. Right, but yeah. you know, it's got climbing structures and all yeah. that stuff. We, we took the kids one day. Yeah. That's something that families would just take their kids and do. So we tried to do... Oh, no, we went to the uh, the, the water park. Right. Because we knew there was going to be a day where it was going to pour. Right. And, and there was, was a little indoor water park and, and we, we said, went. We got to have a day where we do, there's something we can do all day indoors. And we, we said, hey, maybe there's a water park. And lo and behold, about an hour, about 40 minutes north of us, there was a water park in the town mm-hmm. in Trolley, right? Yeah. And uh, we went to the, was it the? The Aquadome. Aquadome, yeah. For the so, whole day. It was awesome. Yeah. it's. I think looking beyond just the tourist stuff yeah. and really as if you were living there, what would, what, was it, what would a family do if there's something, an event going on at the park or exactly, something? Just yeah. attend. There was an Easter egg hunt going on we were there because it was easter but we didn't we didn't get in with one of them fast enough they were all they were all sold out but we tried they were having the easter bunny at like the local mall and we yeah we were like oh where's that mall we were trying to find right so it's just we you know we had to it was anyway it was really great um and so definitely look beyond just the tourist stuff because i think that for all of us some of the best memories that we have of the trip are the things that we did that weren't for tourists yeah, exactly. And like, I think my favorite day was not, not that you weren't there, but was the favorite thing. But like when you were gone, I did homeschool at a 12th century, uh, ruined Abbey mm-hmm. and we sat in front of the grass and we ate our lunch and we did math mammoth and we did our, mm-hmm. you know, explode the code. And we were sitting in front of, you know, an, an 11th century Abbey. Yeah. I'm like, like 12th century. Yeah. 12th century or whatever Abbey. And I was like, that, that's like, I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, you know, it was like enjoyable. a beautiful sunny day, sunny sitting day. among the wildflowers. The pictures you sent were just gorgeous. Just gorgeous, yeah. And it was something that they wouldn't have gotten to experience otherwise. Yeah. And it wasn't like a touristy thing. It was like an off the beaten path. You know, we we had to scoot over to it a mile or so of mm-hmm. scooting on trails, and then we parked it and ate lunch. 
and it was no big deal. There was no tours. There wasn't like a big expectation. Right. Pulled out the homeschool. We were doing it, it right free. there. Would it you... was free. And it was awesome. And it was just like what a local would do on the weekend, right? Like, hey, let's right. let's scoot down to Moss, you know, Muckrose Abbey and 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 hang out and have a picnic. Right. right. And and these There's are the type of, of that things stuff. that we were like really thinking about doing that were kid friendly, but also not too heavy in the expectations. So Absolutely. Um the other thing we wanted to talk about too was that there was just educational opportunities everywhere. everywhere. So for us in our approach to homeschool, we really focused on math and reading only yep. because we knew that for everything else, there was no point in bringing along a history curriculum or anything. Well, and we had just finished, or, we had just finished the um, prehistory uh, like the week or so before we left. Yeah, so we just finished a curriculum, but there was no point in bringing that because there was yeah. so much for them to learn. There was so much to fill their heads with yeah. that we didn't need to bring something extra, right? Beyond all the history stuff, beyond the castles and the standing stones and the um, the the abbeys and all that kind the of stuff. There's, there's so museums, much history yeah. everywhere. You know, beyond that, they learned an incredible amount just like at the grocery store. Exactly. You know, I mean, just... The, like my looking, daughter and I trying to figure out cookies and stuff. Well, yeah, my daughter and I trying to figure out how to get the grocery, the grocery trolleys, as they would say, <laughs> apart because you need to put a euro in and then unchain them. It was like they learned that, and then yeah. whenever we would go, they, Mom, did you remember your trolley euro? You know, so that I could like take the carts out because um, they were different. When we would go, our daughter would help read the packages. Our daughter advanced so much in reading over the course of this trip by reading all of these signs because she was so interested to know what everything said. What is it? What is that cookie called? What's what's that sign say? You know, yeah. she was so interested that she just read everywhere um, and, and was trying to interpret. So that was really great. You know, things like going to the grocery store. There was um, days when... You know, we went to all kinds of like home goods stores and walked through them. We went to like Irish Home Depot and walked around. Well, and in type order to, of place. Yeah, in order to do homeschooling, a lot of the time, you know, we we didn't bring a lot of stuff. We brought a pretty good amount of things. You know, with dolls and special, you know, you know, Barbies and 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 very limited. But we brought some and some art supplies and very very limited amount of them. But we mm -hmm. did. Um, but once we got there, we could settle in. We went to a couple stores and bought, you know, Legos. We bought. Um, puzzles. We bought mm -hmm. a lot of activities and workbooks and, and and coloring books and things that that were their own while they were there. And something right. that was, you know, they, we brought the Lego sets home, but like puzzles, we left them there because it's an Airbnb and they had a big stack of puzzles. We just added the Encanto puzzle to the top of their puzzles, right? right. You know, we we got things that they could use and enjoy while we were there. We we got more art supplies, more you know, colored pencils, yeah. more markers, things of that nature. You know. Going into these stores, you know, looking at all the, the different types of products. You're right. Like right. looking at like the different, you know, um, you know, they didn't have as many Crayola products there. They had it was very weird. You could stuff. not find yeah. crayons. Yeah. There were no crayons. There was tons oh. of markers and tons of colored pencils. But finding actual crayons was very difficult. And they had Crayola products. But again, and I remember us no saying, crayons. we're not bringing crayons. I'll just go buy a $2 box of Crayolas I, when we get there. No Crayolas. To be, yeah. No Crayola. No crayons. Specifically crayons <laughs> to be had. So so let's talk about what we packed for homeschool. Sure. Because that's, that's the nitty gritty on our homeschool podcast yeah. here. Um. So what we decided to do, if you followed the podcast, we are, we've been doing Right Start Math and All About Reading. We finished Right Start Level C like two weeks before we We, we were left. really close yeah, there. we were already close. And we were in the middle of All About Reading. And one of the things about both of those curriculums is 
they have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff involved. And we knew we wanted to slim down so we didn't have to take as much. And further, I really didn't want to take our expensive curriculum with us in case it got like lost in the suitcase or something. Oh, yeah. So um, we decided instead to take... <laughs> so right. Yeah. We, we decided we have, we, had, we have digital versions that are a printout that you can print out of Math Mammoth and explode the code from our parent partnership. Yep. So... We thought this is good. We can just we'll just print these out. Put them in a, we put the math mammoth in one binder, and then we add um, explode the code, and then beyond the code, which will have a review um, beyond the code level two. Right. So explode uh-huh. the code is is all yeah. of your learning your phonics stuff, and beyond the code is all the stories all that the you stories. read. And then, so and both then of those pieces. We also brought um, for the little one, um, uh, get ready for the code level mm-hmm. A, and so she had some things to do as well as the blossom and root. Uh, curriculum uh, volume two early learners volume two that we've already done reviews on before Uh, but she is now starting to go through that and i brought that as well to maybe do a couple activities here and there to you know achieve a week or two's worth of you know activities and learning so we had we had these two binders two binders that was all we needed to bring we did bring one of our all about reading uh reader books but it was one that we had already completed right it was one for practice and i kept that in my carry-on bags just in case so we had these couple of binders we had one book um for blossom and root we went ahead and got digital versions of those books that we we knew we we had a plan for which ones we could check out from our library onto we had we brought um a samsung galaxy tab um tablet which we really like and then our old ipad as well right so we had two tablets they both had their wireless uh headphones for those tablets which was really great we loaded those tablets down with both the library apps and we knew what books we were going to be able to get um we were able to get audiobooks for our older Mm -hmm. daughter which is a big part of what she loves to do is listen to audiobooks we knew we had that um we were able to download educational apps because right now we have like Khan academy kids but you have to have a connection so we downloaded some educational yep. apps that were offline based we did uh pbs kids Khan academy kids pbs uh, kids app is awesome pbs kids app is awesome and then um and then i had a couple other little games and, and learning games and things of that nature as well some drawing things as well yeah some so just, just like simple like let them freeform draw exactly and... just just fun things and we we had both tablets one was for the younger one one was for the older one and that was really helpful for we didn't know how the plane situation was going to be. We didn't know how the drives were going to be. You know, they would want to watch a movie or something. So we had some movies from our uh, digital holds, um, our digital uh, purchases that we've, we've done. Yeah, you know, when you buy a like a, a Blu-ray, Blu-ray yeah. and it has like a, you know, the digital code or whatever in it. We had enough of those that we were able to just go and we downloaded them. And we also, we have a Netflix subscription and, the and Disney a Disney Plus, Plus. And then we were able to download locally to the devices. There. Right. So we downloaded everything to the devices. We weren't sure what we were going to have access to over there. Yeah. So we went ahead and just downloaded everything to the We knew the place we were staying at had good internet, but we didn't right. know about you know, in between there. Right. Because sometimes if you go to another country, like your Netflix subscription doesn't work the same. We just weren't sure what it was going to be. So we downloaded those. So we had movies and shows locally that the kids could watch. So we had that ready. But also for us as well. Right. And we, and we had the books that we knew that we could get from the library that Mm -hmm. were checked out digitally. So we were really kind of prepared. We had plenty of stuff to read. Um, We, we, we checked out a couple more like chapter type books to mm-hmm. read to the kids yeah. from the library but we didn't bring any other books with us no. we did bring everything was digital we, we tried it to was all digital much. we did bring uh, a coloring book for each child and some crayons for the yeah. airplane so we we had just those the few crayons there and then 
Our older daughter also did have a journal that she had made. She filled out a few of the beginning pages about what our trip was going to be like. And she had a journal pack that we brought with us, which had uh, colored pencils, regular pencil, uh, pencil sharpener and a little glue stick to glue yeah. down like you Pictures, know brochures yeah. and things that we got into her journal so we brought all of that um yeah. and so that was kind of all the supplies we brought we we're like you know we're just gonna go we, we didn't bring paints we didn't bring yeah. markers or any of that we thought you know we're gonna go to the store we're gonna see what kind of art supplies they got yeah. i mean i'm sure we'll be able to find similar stuff well I, I thought the actual the idea of the journal was really smart that you you know you, we were trying to think of like an activity that she could do every single day mm-hmm. with handwriting copy work, creativity, art, and kind of mash that all into exactly. one activity. And and this freeform journal that that she ended up doing was, I thought, r- wonderful. She was able to write every single day mm-hmm. about what she saw. She got to talk about her favorite thing. You have this really cool um, uh, pr- digital printer. Yeah, so we have a Canon IV2. We'll yep. put a link in the show notes because it's awesome, guys. And so it's a little printer and it prints little two by three pictures. And you can connect to it from your phone where right. you take the pictures. So and- from your phone, you just it's a Bluetooth connection and you just print these little two by three pictures and then they're sticky backed. Yep. So she would just peel and stick them right into her journal. Yep. So she had pictures and then she would write about it and then she would draw and color with the colored pencils. So she has this really colorful travel journal um, from our trip, which is just great. Well, it was cool is that before we even left, she had started to populate pages of like, you know, her grandparents, her yeah, best pictures of her, picture friends. Of, her, of her best friends with their addresses so that when she got to Ireland, she could get a, you know, a postcard right on the back of it and mail it to them. So mm-hmm. she was really excited about, you know, the, the journal starting up, you know, till we left. And then once we got there, it was something that she was doing every single day. Yeah, it was really terrific. So she did that. That was her writing every day and also sending the postcards. She wrote, hand wrote all those postcards. So that was great writing practice for her. And that's where she did some art. We also did go and we bought drawing paper. We bought new coloring books for them. Um, We we bought markers, uh, Play-Doh for the little one that she could do. And we just like, we just bought all that stuff. And when we were done, we were able to leave it there. Some of the stuff came back with us, but... Overall, we just knew that it was okay to have some disposable stuff that, you know, you're not going to keep forever. And that's cool. Like you say, we, we bought a couple of little puzzles. Lego we found was basically the same price over there as it was here. So it was exciting for them to get to get us some small sets that they could play with. And then that came home as like a souvenir of their trip. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of worked out really well. It was funny how, you know, just essentially two $20 sets. You know, really small one was a Moana set. Yeah. I don't know. The other one the other was, one was one of the, the three in ones. That the three, was a three yeah, in ones. Three in ones. Yeah. I love those creator sets. And we got one for the uh, older one and one for the younger one. And then they mix and matched by the end. And I think we added one more set in. But, uh, you know, that alone, you know, gave them so much quiet time and so much, you know, enjoyment. They got to play at the tables and stuff. It was very good i was very smart for us to get that when we got there i i I was very happy that we actually like i know we were kind of himalayan like oh should we get them some legos or something yeah it actually you know filled in a lot of play time we did bring kind of minimal toys each girl has one of those you know 18 inch like our generation dolls or whatever my generation so they each have their kind of their dollies and then we they they could each bring a small um barbie case with whatever they could fit in there which they would they were each able to cram two barbies and some clothes in (laughs) there a bunch of like little pieces right and they and they brought a little bag with little uh 
clothes and accessories for their bigger dolls. And those were the only real toys they brought. And they were each allowed to bring a stuffy. Well, our little one had two stuffies, but they were allowed to bring their stuffies. And that was all that we really brought toy wise for them. That and the tablets. It was pretty slim. It was very slim because we knew once we got there, there was going to be toy stores. We could go and pick up a $10 puzzle. And if we brought a $10 puzzle from home, they probably wouldn't be that excited about it. (laughs) But the fact that we got it there, they were all interested in in having it. So that's kind of how we approached bringing things to keep them busy. And I think that because we didn't have a lot, it really meant that their imagination was larger. There was lots of fort building, lots of role playing. You know, after we went to do a tour at a castle, then they both started playing as if they were they yeah. they lived at the castle and you know all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think being a little bit more minimal on the toys was really good. And also, they valued the thing. It's one of those things where they have so many toys at home, mm-hmm. and sometimes they forget. Oh, I even have that toy or. Yeah, it's nothing. You know, they're, they're so awash in toys that it, it can be not as exciting. But once you're there and you're very minimalist in the toys you have, they start to value those. Like there was a, I'm not saying there wasn't any fighting or arguing because you know they're kids and of course there is, but they became very territorial over their things. Like mm-hmm. that's my thing, you know, because I only have so much stuff here and mm-hmm. don't touch my stuff. Um, it was funny how they, you know, they the toys became worth more to them at that time. Yeah, it was special. And yeah. and when they we first got there, they didn't play as much with their bigger dolls, but then yeah. eventually they were like they were all into it because that's what they had. Exactly. And they made up a lot of imaginary games. They did a lot of outside play. We did a lot of playground time. It really worked out nice. So for homeschooling, we just said, we're just going to focus on these pieces. Yep. We made a lot of progress. Our daughter did great with her math. Um, we were able to like do video calls with the grandparents and she would read over the video calls. She had to read to her teacher and And she would read to her teacher and do math problems that way. So everywhere, when we were at the store, we were trying to figure out like what to to get. When we went to the toy store, for example, we said, okay, here's your dollar limit. You can get as many Lego sets as you want, but that's your dollar limit. So she was like, okay, so she's doing all the math. She's adding (laughs) up all the different ways she could do it, trying to figure out, you know, how much it would be and, um, so we, we just took an opportunity to kind of use math and reading when we were out and about. And then she did these two curriculums really digital, uh, diligently every day. Yeah. We made great curriculum progress Gosh, through yeah, both we, of those core subjects. I think from a, a home, like if you're thinking time-wise, I, we spent maybe an hour a day, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, um, the, the, probably the more challenging portion of it would probably be the, uh, beyond the code. Uh, because there's a lot more reading involved. So we mm-hmm. would spend a little bit more time reading those stories. You know, we would go over them multiple times and and really kind of like delve deep into like the words that we had to learn, uh, the sight words. It, it wasn't necessarily as in line with what we had done with All About Reading. So there were some challenges there. There were some new uh, letter sounds that she hadn't you know been exposed to yet. And so she had to learn those a little bit. So we were able to do everything we, we needed to do in about an hour, hour and 10 minutes at the most. It, right. it was it was very easy to get, get our math and reading done. And for us, the math was a review, so it, it was easier. Um, the Explode the Code for her is a review. The, the Beyond the Code is more in line with where she is. So the two curriculums that we were doing were more review focused. And so if you're yeah. thinking about going somewhere, think about maybe you know shelving your your curriculums as they are now and maybe trying this review methodology 
right. to make it easier, but also for you to feel like you're getting some mastery out of what they're doing. Yeah. I think our daughter felt yeah. really good about it because when, when we got back, she was able to go into the next level of the curriculum or, or go back into the middle of AAR too yeah. and really feel like, okay, she felt really confident because they are in a new environment, right? And it took a little bit of time for them to get comfortable. Everyone had to find their working space where they liked to do their reading and where they wanted to work on their math. And, you know, so that was a little bit of a, a time where we had to kind of figure things out. Yeah. Um, but, but we did quit and we found how we wanted to do art and where what time it was best to read. So, you know, you have to give yourselves a little bit of time to, to find the, the right place and the right times. But we focused on the core and then everywhere that we went, we read everything to them. Mm -hmm. So if we went to the castle, we there looked at the big... There was a plaque on the wall, we read that. Yeah, we, we went ahead and there would be a diagram of it. We would talk about it. We'd talk about the battle that happened there. What do we think they did here? And we learned an incredible yeah. amount about the the national park and the we, we looked at all the, the science behind the... There's a couple of sp specific herds of endangered deer that are there yeah. and the other animals that lived there. So as we would go through the national park, we were picking out the animals and we were using the Seek app which is that uh, Smithsonian free yeah, app we've we'll talked about a, before. Yeah, we'll put a link in there. In the yep, we'd be, we're using that to go ahead and identify plants that and bugs and things that we saw on the trail. So we we got some science there. But really, it was just everywhere we went, we just we read and read and read. And we tried to find out well, as much as we could. We, we asked, tried to immerse asked, ourselves yeah, in the we culture. Asked a, we asked a lot of questions as well. Like, you know, mm -hmm. what do you see there? What's over here? What do you think happened here? You know, what does that sign say? You know, we were constantly asking those questions or, you know, let the little one lead the way into town and see if she remembers the path to town. Like yeah. I, I did that a few times, you know, how yeah. do we get to the park? She goes, oh, no, daddy, it's this way. You know, having her understand spatially where she is and. I think that immersion was, I think, really, really strong, especially mm -hmm. for the homeschooling. The one of the big things that I noticed growth-wise with our older, our older one was that she became more. She was she was able to willingly engage without being coaxed yes. to do something. Like, um, and I noticed it a few times. Um, one of the most notable ones when we were in the uh, Ross Castle tour. She would ask questions and mm -hmm. she didn't ask us first, mommy, can I ask a question? She just raised her hand and asked a question. Mm -hmm. She felt comfortable to do that. I remember in the airport, I gave her $5. I said, hey, can you go buy daddy a Diet Coke? And she just said, okay. And she just walked across the, you know, the terminal area. And I, you know, it was with an eye shot. I watched her, but she walked right up, picked it up, put it on the counter, gave the guy five bucks or five euros and got the change and came back. Her confidence has grown so much, and yes, I agree. It, it was it was the giving her a little bit of a leash, giving her a little bit more of freedom, especially in a foreign, you know, country. Things that are all very new, you would think, you know, she would close in and become a little bit nervous or a little bit scared or anxious. And in fact, it was the opposite. It was she was like blossoming, and she mm -hmm. was feeling comfortable to to be more sure of herself. And I and. I think that's one of the big, for me, one of the big takeaways that I've had out of this was both of my kids really felt like they opened up and they're yeah. they're not afraid to do new things now or right. try new foods. Like our oldest daughter just like 
just rammed right in there. I want to try this. I want to try that. I want to try this. Food. She tried. She try tried the black tried pudding. Everything. I mean, she, the black pudding. She tried it all. She we didn't had like a, it. Yeah. <laughs> we had a food rating sheet, so we had the. That was such a good thing that you did here. Yeah. Tell them about this. This yeah, was great. It was really cool. So we had we inspired by the Universal Yums box sure. that we always food rate, but we had what the food was, yeah. where it was, or what brand it was, and then we had a column for each of our initials. So that we could rate on one to five. So everything we got, we went in, we wrote the food, the brand, and then we would... something really unique, like, oh, this... We, we did a lot of the cookie ratings. We didn't do anything like super generic, but like yeah. the first time we had fish and chips, when tried we tried it. mushy peas, yeah. when we had a shepherd's pie, we tried it. The All the flavors of biscuits or cookies. <laughs> Digest, um, all the digestives that we had. We ate a lot of cookies, we y'all, of and cookies, they were y'all. good. So um, there was a lot of, all the hazelnut things, all the Nutella-based <laughs> things. So every time we were there, if we would get a something new or a new kind of chips, there oh, was yeah. chips that actually had shamrock extract in them. They were sour cream and onion chip. Guys, they were really good um anyway there was so there this was really fun because it was something that we could really keep and it encouraged our kids to try a lot of new foods and even our little one she she tried a lot of foods she tried the little one tried the black pudding first what because she thought she thought it was actually chocolate pudding i think that's what she thought it was maybe so but she tried it first and she was like no i don't like this but she she then she tried other things she didn't she didn't stop. They didn't stop. I agree with you. Their confidence going to the playground and knowing they were all different kids. When they the very first day we went to the playground, they were kind of like, I don't know. And then after that, they they started making friends. They started mm-hmm. playing imaginary games at the playground with other kids. They did feel confident talking to adults. And we did kind of push them at the beginning, not the little one, obviously, but our older daughter to, you know, engage with people. It's okay. And it's okay to talk. It was okay. It was okay to order her own food at the restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And I really agree with you. We saw so much blossoming by the time we did the girl guides at the very end of the trip. Yeah. And I think by that time, she Listen. felt so confident in just talking to people yeah. and, and you know, sharing that she's from America and how things are different. And th- that was really, really great that they were yeah. able to do that. I, I think that the, the yeah. cultural immersion was was just wonderful. And she knows a lot now about Irish history. We went to a couple of museums where we learned about the Easter uprising and mm-hmm. we learned about British occupation at different times and about ex- exploration in Antarctica. One of the famous explorers Tom was Cream, from there. Tom and uh, so we learned about that. We learned about medieval life and what that was like we, there. We learned that every abbey was destroyed by Cromwell. They were all. Cromwell destroyed it all. Um <laughs> So we learned a lot about, we, we went to a, a sheepdog demonstration oh, where we got so to cool. see the sheepdog herd the sheep around the mountain by whistle commands and stuff. That was really cool. They learned a lot about that. They learned something about sheep and animal husbandry um, and got to pet baby lambs and mm-hmm. see where monks lived in the sixth century. You know, I mean, just like it was some crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. that we got to do and they they learned so much. So I think my takeaway that that I'd want to give to you all about this is if you're planning to homeschool on a long trip like this, which we think it was amazing, mm-hmm. we, we highly recommend it. Don't bring too much. Yeah. Focus on your core stuff and let the rest of it just be everything that you've got to gather I mean, from there. Unless you're choosing to go full time on right. the road. That, of course. That's a different thing. But if you're going to short term, even if you're going a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month like we did, you can fit in your homeschool during this time, but you just make it slim. You know, yeah. Focus, focus on the core stuff, and exactly. the the rest of and all of lean that. In, like lean in yeah. to the location. 
we did a bunch of science stuff based on the 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 plants and yeah. animals and stuff that were there. So yeah. like we I don't feel like we missed out on any subject. We just yeah. it was a break from your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> and you know what was really different about this when we went on our Europe trip for four weeks um before we had kids. By like that third week, we were like, let's go home. I wanna go home. And on this trip, by the time the the trip ended, we felt like we were excited to go home, but we weren't like fatigued. It, it felt like home and yeah. a little bit. It felt like, okay. I could... The kids were actually sad to leave the townhouse yeah, when we exactly, did. Yeah. And, 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 we, and we felt like at the end of it, we were like, oh man, I'm really looking forward to getting home because, you know, there's no place like home, right? We missed exactly, it. Yeah. But we were never in our entire trip travel fatigued because there was always time to have a sleep in, yep. to go to the playground, to go grocery shopping. The 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 cooking there was was one of the most wonderful things. And our, our kids cooked with us and mm-hmm. our daughter made a cake one day. Well, and, that, and that's the thing that was when, just you, great. when you do a long trip like this, you are going to be making a lot of your meals there because you just can't afford to buy meals three times and a day. And who would want to eat out with the kids eat, all the yeah, time? All the time. It's, and so, yeah, exhausting. you know, we were eating out maybe once a day for one meal. Like we'll have or, grab lunch or... or grab dinner or whatever. And so we were making meals like, so we had to go to the grocery store and find our regular foods. Right. They don't have tacos in Ireland. The boozes eat a lot of tacos. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was a little, well, I mean, they they had hard taco shells and they, they, we, we do corn tortillas. They, they didn't have corn tortillas. They were like a corn flour mix. And it was not the same. It was not the same. It's the first thing we ate we got back was, was Mexican, food. <laughs> Mexican food. But we found that we, we found some of our favorite products. We found our favorite kind of chips and mm-hmm. the, the, the beef and the, the dairy was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have lots of Italian products there that you can get really easily. Yeah. So we were able to get lots of fresh mozzarella and other things yeah. like that. And we were able to make cool sandwiches. So it was cool because like yeah. we were cooking there. The first thing I made there was a, a full breakfast with uh, yeah. Irish potatoes and Rashers, rashers and, yeah. and eggs and it was wonderful. It's like every meal that you had was still different because it was there with their with their ingredients. Mm-hmm. And we all came up with our favorite things, you know, our favorite way to shop at the grocery store. We all we mm-hmm. did not bring things like shampoos and conditioners. No, we, we bought all that there. stuff. Yeah. So we all de- determined like our favorite kinds of different things. <laughs> yeah. And and all of that was learning too. So it's funny when people ask our daughter, like, what was the best part? And she's like Oh, the milk chocolate, milk chocolate digestives, you know, were the best part or whatever. And people are like, what? Like, wasn't it going to a castle? And she's like, the playground had a trampoline in the ground. You know, like (laughs) the things she remembers seem small. Well, we went on a ferry walk and there was little ferry houses on the trail. Yeah, but that park we went to a dozen times. Exactly. Right. So it was very impactful for her. It stood yeah. out for them that yeah. like, oh yeah, the funniest thing was when mommy and sister went on the zip line together at <laughs> yeah. the park, you know, like yeah. that's the stuff that stands out and everyone here feels like that's just so normal. But for them, they were developing their own new normal there. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is a, was a little long, but we yep. wanted to... So this is going to be part one of the, you know, what we did. And then next week we're going to, on Monday, we're going to have an episode about... Um, successfully traveling because it was a, a success. Because it was a success. We, Everyone we, survived. We left with all of our stuff and the children, and we came back with all of our stuff plus some and our children. So right. we, nothing bad happened. So we can say we successfully traveled <laughs> international, and we're going to give you some tips and tricks and talk about some products and the way we packed 
And a lot oh yeah, the, there was a lot. There was a lot to the science oh, of the packing and we, the documentation we, we and to, gotchas oh, and all the documentation. All there was the a stuff, lot yeah. of stuff that there's really good general guidance wherever you're going to go exactly. um, for traveling internationally. So stay tuned for that. Yep. Uh, we hope that you stick around, and we are excited to be back. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!